0: Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. It's the day the Lord has made, so we will rejoice and be glad in it. You can shake a hand of a brother next to you. Welcome them here. Find your seat. Pull out your notes. The QR code is going to show up on the screen there. If you didn't get paper notes, oh, there's still some left at the front there. Otherwise, if you're joining us online, they'll be available for you online. Now, I'm also believing in faith that we are having 45 men that are joining us from the Joshua House today. That was their plan. They may be joining us live on YouTube right now. That's another stream. Uh, However, I won't be able to see them. So men online. I welcome you all. Even if I can't see you, I know that you are there. Thank you for joining us today. May God's blessing be upon you and get ready to receive. Tell someone to get ready. Okay, now, because didn't sound like they're convinced, say it again. Get ready to the next person. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. You know what? We get to do this. We get to be here. I think one of my biggest wins was showing up and seeing 11 motorcycles out front. Uh, Lewis, I was like, man, we're just one short of 12. But he says, well, that one, that's the invisible one that Jesus wrote in on today. (laughs) So, (laughs) I love it. I love it. I think, it. you know, I get why people start to think that we're a biker church. (laughs) I get where they get that impression. Like, oh, you're the biker church. No, we're just, a lot of guys like to ride bikes. That's all. Um. But we do everything we do as if we're doing it unto the Lord and brings Him glory. We're so blessed to be part of a community uh, that can mess with the methods, that can use whatever is available to us to reach any available person by any available means with the gospel, um, anything short of sin. So, uh, miracle stories. I just realized I, well, I got my other notes here. But uh, I've entitled this message this morning, um, Keep the Party Going. Keep the party going. I think we all have reason to celebrate in this season. Uh, If you can't find something, I'll find something for you to celebrate. His name is Jesus. He's always working even when you're worrying, okay? And there's no reason to worry. If you read Matthew 6, it doesn't gain a day. Why worry about tomorrow? Tomorrow has enough worry on its own. The Lord reminds us we just need to look. We need to look up. We need to look out and realize We can look up and look at the mountains like Psalm 121 says, where does my strength come from? My strength comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. We can look at the lilies of the field, or we can look at the birds and how Jesus takes care of the birds and how much more is he going to take care of you. He's got you, all right? And he wants to bless you. He wants you to live in abundance. He wants you to live above and beyond. He wants to do above and beyond all that you could hope, imagine, or dream of. His plans are to prosper you, not to harm you, give you hope in a future. Are you awake, man? Okay, good. Praise God. So, what miracle do you need? I don't know if you've ever experienced or witnessed a miracle. If you have, please put your hand up right now. If you have witnessed or experienced, look at that, hands up all around the room. That's good. That's what I wanted to see, and that's what I thought. Um, a miracle, by definition, is a surprising and welcome event that was uh, almost unexplainable and uh, had to been the work of God. Maybe God came through you in an unexpected way, at an unexpected time, and maybe it was almost last minute on your time, not his. And if so, what did that do for your faith, and what did that do for the faith of those around you? I believe that we all have a miracle story, and there are miracles in motion right now, even as we speak. You know, I was cool that we welcomed Chris this morning, uh, you know, watching from Vulcan. And Chris has been a part of our family for a short time. But in that short time, God did an amazing miracle through that child. Chris came to us and he he came to me privately and he says, you know, uh, the doctors say that my daughter uh, won't have a hand, that she doesn't have a hand. Um, And I said, well, we don't have to receive that. The scripture says that she was knitted inside Jessica's womb. And so God is still knitting. So let's just believe that God will knit all those things together for perfection. So we prayed over. And he actually sent me the report from the doctor, the report that said that the child didn't have a hand, and then the report after that showed a full hand with a whole set of fingers and a thumb. Come on. That's what God does. That's Jesus. He's in the story of miracles. Um and what, one thing I've learned that there's, that there's certain key ingredients needed for a miracle. I'm going to share some of those with you today. And what if I told you it's, it's less about the method of the miracle and it's more about the message of the miracle. It's the message that God has for you. And, and I have many miracle stories and God is still writing one of those stories in the life of my mother as many of you may know my mother was diagnosed last summer with stage four ovarian cancer she calls it the little C and she says Christ is the big C my mom has always been a woman of faith my mom has been one to always reach out and serve others serve her community she started four pregnancy crisis centers and she's whoo <laughs> I love her um, but I can see God at work even through times of suffering and even through times of going through the valley I still see the victory And there's a story, I don't know if we have, do we have that story queued up in the back there, Pastor Rudy? We have a story, actually you can hear right from um, my mother. For some of you may have heard this story before, but for some of you may have never heard this. And recently I went to visit my mother and had a chance to pray over her and we saw how God is working in her and through her. Let's watch the video. When Matthew was a teenager, Rick Joyner came to our area to a local youth meeting At one point, Rick came over to Matthew, and he held his hands. Matthew's hands turned all red, and Rick gave him a prophetic word. I think it was probably the gift of healing and being imparted from Jesus. Recently, Matthew came to our home, and he held my swollen feet in his hands. His hands turned red and hot, and he could see the fluid reducing while he held them and squeezed on my feet the fluid left it was a miracle being a mother's a miracle too having children and grandchildren is a great gift and miracle of the lord happy mother's day everyone as you can tell my mom shared that on mother's day well today is not mother's day actually every day should be mother's day yeah, and so the one thing I've learned growing up and and going through through trials and learning to trust is that you know, we can either focus on the hurt or we can focus on our healer. Right? We can either focus on the struggle or we can focus on our savior. We can give power to the mess or we can give praise to God's promises that he gives us in his word. And again, we might be searching for reasons and God wants to give us a revelation. I believe he wants to give you a revelation today. Right? The revelation may be that he is Lord. He is Lord over all. And I can tell you that through the battle, my mother has had some serious breakthrough in areas of forgiveness, in areas of relationship, where the Lord has restored relationships that have been divided for years. But... Now these people are coming together, seeking God, praying with my mom, and believing for healing. The suffering has strengthened our trust in God through the trial. So, I want to dive into John uh, 2. We're going to read verses 1 to 12. So, we're not going through the whole chapter like we normally do, but that will give us more time to dive into this. So, all right. Let's keep diving into this. We're just getting started. I'd like to start in verse 2. And Jesus and his disciples had also been invited yeah. to the wedding. That's the first verse that stood out to me. Um, so in your, in your points there, if you want a miracle to take place, you better invite Jesus. <laughs> All right? I talk about ingredients for a miracle. You're going to need the miracle maker, right? Come on. So who do you invite to the, to the celebration? Who do you invite to your party? Do we invite God? Do we, do we invite God into the good times of our lives? Or do we just seek him in the times that aren't so good in our times of trouble? Is he and his followers first on your list? Or do you forget to invite them to the party? Just think about that for a bit. That's something we could read over so quick. Jesus and his disciples were invited. Right? It starts with an invitation. You need to give permission. You want a promise you want God's promises in your life you have to give permission you got to invite him into the situation if you want to see a miracle you better invite him into the situation we get so caught up in our own plans and our own achievements that we forget the true wedding story the church being the bride and Jesus being the groom look it up sometimes we don't even know a miracle is needed or we're even aware that one is taking place the main ingredients needing and in making miracles is our Maker. It is the main ingredient. Without Him, we can do what? Nothing. Apart from Him, we can do nothing. He's the vine, we are the branches. The miracle maker will show up if we invite Him in. Right? Matthew 7:7. 7, 7, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open unto you. You see, there needs to be an invitation. If we are about to initiate a miracle, it's good, eh? Yeah. All right, yeah. and let's look at um, uh, this verse here. I wrote down verse five. I think it's verse three. It says here. I can find it in my my Bible here too. Um, no, that was the that was the when the wine was gone. It is verse five. So. When the wine was gone, well, starting verse three, when the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. And his mother said to the servants, check this out, do whatever he tells you. Do whatever he tells you. What part do you play in the miracle? Are you willing to speak up when you recognize the need? Mary did. Jesus's mother knew that there was it what was needed and more importantly she knew who had the power to do it. Okay? Like why didn't they just send somebody out to go get more wine? Whenever Jesus would whether Jesus would do it or not was not up to Mary. Okay? That was not up to Mary. It even says in the scripture it says woman it's not my time yet. Right? But she's And just so you know, if you look up in, in the Greek, it, it didn't diminish women. or It wasn't, it wasn't um, diminishing to women, to use that term, if you translate it. Nowadays, not so good. Don't say that. Okay, I keep, I keep hearing the laughs. So don't say, woman, I saw it in the Bible. So I read it this morning in men's study. Do not take that home with you and use that language, okay? All right. You need to love your wife the way that Christ loved the church, and he laid down his life for her, all right? Okay. There you go. <laughs> Wow. So whether, whether Jesus did it or not was not up to Mary, but she had the faith that it was possible. She knew it was possible. I love what Andrew said, that to take it back to the birth of Jesus in itself was a miracle. Okay, Mary being a virgin, and the Holy Spirit coming on her so she could conceive and give birth to a son and call him Emmanuel, meaning God with us and all the things that took place and the wise men showing up and everything. And it says that she pondered these things in her heart. She had a lot of time to ponder those things in her heart and realize and witness who her son was, the angel that came and spoke it into existence. Back to Isaiah the prophet, and Zechariah that prophesied that this would happen all these things leading up to a time and knowing who her son really was and that his time had come. Sometimes moms just know, hey? They just know. And in a, in a crisis, do you, do you have fear of lack or do you have faith in Christ that he's going to meet all of your needs according to his glory in Christ, riches of glory in Christ Jesus? That's Philippians 4.19. Mary knew. Mary knew Jesus could meet all the needs, right? And I love Mary's response there in the scripture when she says to those that she had authority over, the servants, right? She says, do whatever he tells you. Point number two, are you willing to do whatever Jesus tells you? Are you willing to do whatever? The thing with a miracle is it doesn't always make sense. But you know, you know deep down inside that all things are possible to him who believes. You know, Jesus said that in Mark nine twenty three, and in context, um, when he said everything is possible to the person who believes, this was Jesus' response to a father whose son was possessed by a demon that caused his son to throw himself into a fire. All right. And then the Father says, if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. That's what the Father says to Jesus. You know, Jesus' reply was exactly this. He says, if, if I can, Jesus asked everything, say everything, everything Everything is possible for the one who believes. And immediately, check this out, immediately in verse 24 The boy's father explained, I do believe. But this is what he said. Help me overcome my unbelief. (laughs) Maybe that's one of the ingredients that you need to come before the Lord with your miracle. Like, Lord, I know I've seen you do it. I've seen you do it in my friends. you have even done miracles in my own life. But with this one, I need help with my unbelief. Help me. I can't do it on my own. Help me overcome my unbelief because I might be the biggest limiting factor how many times in the Bible were people healed and Jesus said by your faith you have been healed we need to be willing to overcome um, the conditions of our own belief sometimes we contaminate our calling with the condition of unbelief we tolerate it it becomes a standard and then you'll even hear people saying nowadays well this is part of my condition this is who I am and then part of the things well I've been diagnosed misdiagnosed so therefore I mistreat myself Oh, pastor, I would do that, but you don't understand what I've been through. You don't, well, you don't understand apparently what the word of God says about you and who you are and that his plans are to prosper you, not to harm you, give you hope in a future. Maybe you need to not lean into my word and lean into his word, that all things work together for good for those that love the Lord. You're the head, not the tail. Come on. You're creating the very image of God. Are you gonna let the natural get in the way of the super? Come on, are you going to settle for less than what you're worth and less than what God wants to do in you and through your family? Are you just going to tolerate sickness, disease, pain, depression, anxiety, fear, self-doubt? No! That's right. I won't. But if we allow our natural conditions to consume us, we may miss God's super in our natural. But that changes when we submit his authority and his ways instead of our ways because his ways are higher his ways aren't our ways his even his thoughts I praise God for that scripture in Isaiah 55 praise God so when I don't get stuck in my stinking thinking and I realize for a second oh wait a minute his ways are higher seek first the kingdom of God then all things will be added unto you his ways are higher I, don't, I, might, I might not even understand right now, but I'm going to trust the Lord with all my heart and lean not on my own understanding. How far is your own understanding going to get you? Not far. It's going to keep you stuck. It's going to keep you stuck. So when we trust the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding, that's, what, that's where faith comes in. And faith requires a response. Advancement always requires action. Advancement always requires action. Yeah. You will not receive your miracle without a movement. You need to move. You need to make moves. In the same way faith by itself is not accomplished, is not accomplished without action. If without action, it is dead. That's James 2:17. "Faith by itself, without action is dead, James 2:17. It requires trusting in God in the process and not just our own. Okay? Sometimes we get caught up in our own methods that we miss a miracle. Have you ever noticed that before? Sometimes you may have seen God move a certain way, and then you try to repeat the same thing that he did before, expecting the same result. But you know what? The thing about our God is he's doing a new thing. And, and And if we could just do it on our own and just do the same methods we've always done before and got the same results we've always gotten before... That doesn't take a whole lot of trusting and leaning in him, does it? And I'm sure that the servants didn't think that filling the jars with water would turn into the finest wine. That couldn't have made sense for them, right? But they were being obedient. And because of their obedience, they were willing to do what Jesus told them. And they were willing. They were able to observe, but they were also able to participate in the greatest miracle that took place at the party. A miracle requires more than just observation. We must be obedient. should be in your notes. It requires more than just observing. We must be obedient. We must do whatever the Lord tells us to do. That's the cool thing about the Holy Spirit, how it prompts us, gives us a word of knowledge, the prophetic at times, to move, you know, like, but when we act upon it, we advance. When we just sit on it, Then, what are we doing? It's no different than sitting on the talents, the story of the talents, and then nothing has happened. We bury it in the sand. We keep it to ourselves. We don't step out in faith and speak over someone a word of encouragement. And be like, brother, you know, I'm just sensing this. Do you mind if I pray for you about that? You know, what's the worst that could happen? We think, like, well, what if they don't get healed? But what if they do? You're just being obedient, you're stepping out in faith. And, and you know what you've missed an opportunity when the Lord said, hey, go pay for that. Go do that. Go speak to that person. Go help that person with the tire. You know, whatever that thing is, it's broken down on the side of the road. He always wants to do more. I'm telling you, it's never about the tire. It's never about the food. It's about the faith. Because he wants to do something deeper. And then in uh, is that verse 10, verse 10, yeah. Everyone, this is what the, the master of the banquet said. Everyone brings out the choice wine first. Yeah. This, dude, this will preach in relationships too. The choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best yes. for last. You have saved the best till now. Yeah. Jesus always saves the best for last, yeah. right? Yeah. Come on. Another key ingredient in the miracle is the timing. God's timing. God's timing, not my timing. You see, God transcends time. He transcends space. He spoke it into existence. Who are we to question him? On the minute that he comes through with the miracle. Well, God hasn't happened yet. I need it now. You think you need it now. You want it now. Don't you think I know what you need? <laughs> Can't you see I'm doing something bigger here? Maybe it's not just your breakthrough, but somebody else's breakthrough, right? I prayed to God for a miracle on my own time, and it seems like God always seems to come through last minute. But it's it's His time. It's His time. Someone say it's His time. It's His time. And during the waiting time, I've learned I've learned that. I'm still learning. I'm still learning to trust. That's the beauty of the waiting time. It's almost like the waiting time expands. And as the waiting time expands, so does my faith and my trust in the Lord. I'm like, God, and I've seen him move in an instant, instant healings, instant. And sometimes I see it as a process. But then even hearing it from my own mother, believing that, that, that part of her miracle is a process, so that more will believe, so more doctors and physicians will believe, so more neighbors will believe, so more people in the family will believe. Every day is another miracle in itself. The fact that you are alive and breathing and your heart is beating is a miracle. Whether you're struggling or not, it's a miracle that you are here today. You're a miracle. And all those around you are miracles. And that's how God sees you. The miracle maker sees you as a miracle. But when every day, you know, your smile might be a miracle. Your handshake might be a miracle. The fact that you got up might be a miracle. Yeah. That you showed up today. That you didn't sleep in on what God has for you. Yeah. The fact that God's grace is more than enough is a miracle. Yeah. Right? It's not by works, but by grace so that none can boast that we are saved. It is a miracle that he overcame sin and death and rose on the three uh, three days later. That's a miracle that he stole the keys from the gates of Hades. That's a miracle. Explain that scientifically. It's a definition of a miracle. And you know, in the waiting time, the waiting time, it was just, just the other day, I, I said to God, God, I didn't pray for patience today. I didn't, and that's my little joke with God, you know. I don't pray for patience. Lord, give me patience, because I know what that means. An opportunity. Huh, huh? If you say, Lord, bless me, you know what that gives you? Work. You don't get a harvest without work. Or if you say, bless me, you know what else that gives you? A battle. Because you don't get a blessing without a battle. You just think it's going to be handed to you on a silver platter. He's going to make you work for it because you put your trust in him. You learn to realize where your true source is, not in yourself, but in him. It takes work. And I've learned that as I'm still learning to trust that just like I know that God, God is, may mess with the methods to get a greater message across to me. He continues to mess with my methods, and that's why I continue to lay down my ways for his ways every day. And any time I step forward, you know, speaking of um, um, mess- messing with the methods on, at the Joshua House on Wednesday, we were up there and we were running out of time. Yeah. Right? we running out of time. The time was ticking. And if I would have ended it right there at the salvation call, we saw, you know, six men come to know Jesus, 12 rededications. Woo! That'd be great, wouldn't it? But the Lord, the Holy Spirit prompted on my heart, somebody needs a healing. Yeah. And I didn't want to do it. <laughs> No, seriously. I was I was tired, I was exhausted. And then you start to you start to to count yourself out in your head, but when the conviction sets in, you're like, "Hey Lord, it's not about me. It's about what you want to do today. And all these men were hungry for a miracle. And over 12 hands went up and received a touch of healing in their life." Some were even praying, this is a cool thing, some were even praying for family members and friends that weren't there, and they said they felt electricity go through their body as they prayed. One, one gentleman, he's probably watching right now, one, one young guy was, he, he says, when you touched me, my whole body became hot. And I came up, and while I was touching him, I held his hand. He was sweating like buckets. I said, you're still hot. Your miracle's still in motion. I said, get ready to lay hands on somebody else, because that miracle wasn't designed just to flow to you, but through you. Don't let it stop there. Don't let it stop there. Your faith has been built. Look what God is doing. Do unto others as you wish they would do unto you. Come on, pass it on pass it on that's why we're doing this series called miracle stories for his testimony his glory but so others will pass it on it'll incubate faith it'll birth miracles in this place and in our home and in our community the message that the Lord keeps giving me is hey you're not in control I'm in control I'm in control and I don't need to question his methods <coughs> he's in control I know that ultimately his plans and purposes are to prosper me, not to harm me, and to give me a hope and a future. He's in control. And I know that part of the miracle story requires obedience, it requires trust, it requires waiting upon the Lord and continuing to have faith. Faith being the evidence of things hoped for, yet not seen. Hebrews 11, verse 1. So why is it important? Let's go back to why was it important that Jesus kept the party going? What does that say about our God? What does that mean for us as believers when it comes to what we can look forward to? Well, at a Jewish wedding, couples would drink and share from a single cup of wine, a symbol of joy, a Jewish tradition to represent the the life that they would share and that they would create together. In Judaism, wine is a symbol of joy. It is a symbol of celebration, liberation, and a symbol of creation. Jesus' presence at the wedding in Cana emphasized both personal and communal nature of a new covenant. Jesus turned water into wine so that the celebration could continue. This demonstration shows how the new covenant of service and forgiveness is a joyful one. Gentlemen, towards the end of his life, Jesus uses wine at the last supper as a symbol of his blood. The miracle would take place from the beginning to the end. And he won't drink another cup of wine And have communion until we are with him in heaven. The scripture also shows that Jesus provides for our needs. We may not always get what we want. But when we turn to the Lord, our needs are met. So that we can pursue a deeper relationship with him. You know, a deeper lesson may be to pay less attention to the wine and instead focus on the wine maker. Let's stand to our feet. The greatest miracle that ever walked this earth was Jesus himself. And I can feel miracles in motion in this room right now. Even as I speak, you can feel it, can't you? And I was thinking about this. You know, what are the miracles that we are waiting for? What are the miracles that we are expecting? And the miracle of God's chosen people, what they waited for was the coming of the Messiah. That was their miracle. But did you realize that many missed the Messiah because they were caught up in their own method, their own religious ways, even some of the smartest and most brightest, Sadducees and Pharisees and scholars, Miss Jesus right there in front of them, right there, and they challenged him on his methods. They challenged him from everything, from the Sabbath to eating and spending time with other. He even called him a drunkard because of the people that he spent time with. Who do we spend time with? Will others know? Will others know that we are his disciples? By our love for one another will others know that the miracle working God is at work in us and through us will we be able to provide the evidence of things hoped for yet not seen in our own life nobody can challenge your testimony when you share the miracle working power of God in you and through you so we're just going to leave room for God right now to do a healing touch the first part is inviting him in invite him into the party Invite him in. That's the main ingredient in a miracle is our maker. If you don't have a relationship with him or you haven't invited him in lately, into this season of your life, into the struggle, into the celebration, I encourage you right now to invite him in. Paul said in Romans 10 verse nine, if we believe in our heart, confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, believing that God the Father raised his son from the grave, that we will be saved. Just invite him in. In your heart and with your mouth fight them in. Let's pray together right now for all those that are watching online, listening on Spotify, around the world. We bless you. This time is not by coincidence. God has appointed and anointed and brought you to this position and this place of His grace. So just pray with me right now. Say, Dear Jesus, I confess. I confess that I've made mistakes. I confess that I have sinned. Would you please forgive me? I believe. I believe that you chose to die for me and for my sins. And I believe that you rose from the grave three days later. I'm ready. I'm ready to receive you, make you Lord over my life, and follow you all the days of my life. I'm not looking back. I thank you that my past is passed, and today's a new day with you right here, right now. Just in that moment, I just feel a peace in the house right now as we pray. I don't know if you could feel it. I feel the peace of God, a peace that surpasses all understanding, is flowing down from the top of your head to the tip of your toes. And I believe that even as we speak the name of Jesus and we're about to worship him now, with him in your heart, that heaven has touched you on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, thank you for bringing heaven to earth now. Thank you for bringing your healing for my brother, for their brother, for their family. Thank you, Lord, for the authority of that name above every other name, which is Jesus. If you could use a healing right now, just stretch out. Just stretch out. If you know somebody that could use a healing right now, just stretch out. Stretch out to him. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this act of faith. I thank you, Lord, that you will prove yourself through them, through their family, Father God, through their relationships. Lord Jesus, for these mighty men and the women that are beside them, and that go with them. Lord Jesus, for the children that they influence. Lord Jesus, for the things that we've stumbled on that you can remove, that we can I ask Holy Spirit now, flow through us. Flow, 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 flow. We receive you now. We worship you now. In Jesus name let's uh, worship God together and you're gonna some of you you're gonna feel your shoulders your neck right here somebody's been having an issue with their neck right here I've learned that when I all of a sudden I feel something somebody else is feeling it so that's one you just as you're worshiping it's gonna release right here release somebody right there in your lower back an issue actually you're looking for it and it's not there anymore oh thank you jesus you didn't realize that you're like wait a minute it was there but it's not remember what you look for is what you find seek and you will find knock and the door will be open unto you ask and you shall receive let's worship god now come on thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry